I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Where have I been? I've been away. I know. Shame on me. But life has a way of grabbing you sometimes by the kahunis. And you miss an episode or two. But obviously last me- uh, last episode we had the lovely Justin on, which everyone really enjoyed. So much appreciation for that. That was excellent. Uh, and where am I going? Uh, <laughs> this week I'm joined by Jake. With Jake. Hi. <laughs> You step in while my brain just uh, froze up then. For I've a never moment. been introduced as ah, la, 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 la. Ah, la, 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 la. This week there's Jake. Jake is back. How many? This is episode three, isn't it, that you've done with me? Yes. Yeah, we are. Get, what do we do? Oh, start the cast. Start the cast. Um, Emma, your number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, listened to the episode where we talk about how she drives listening to your voice. And she was like, it was so funny. I like literally was laughing in my kitchen. I was like, why weren't you in your car? No. <laughs> You can only listen to the pod in your car. Hi, Emma. Hi, Emma. Yeah, she said you did that on the last yeah. one. I think we did Alan's bath or it's something. It's like I've travelled into the future. And now I'm speaking to you. Yeah, um, what were we doing? Uh, we did M. Night Shyamalan. That's how you say his name. What was the other one we did? The one with the cliff. No, that... That's M. Night Shyamalan. What did you do? What did you do? Where did we go? I don't remember. Maybe you've only done two. No, no, there was one, but I wasn't feeling well. Oh, you you so came off a plane. Impri- you came off imp- a plane. Yeah. Jeez, Christ. I must really love those films. Yeah, we really loved them because we couldn't remember. Jake's got his soup. I'm choking on... <sighs> I can't get air out. It's trapped in my body, which apparently is where it's meant to be, but I'm a bit trapped in a cabinet now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this week, we're talking about a film. Which is a film, which was a TV show, which was a play, which is a thing that me and Jake have done together since like 2009. I think you showed yeah. me the original circa. one. Circa. Circa, circa 2009, circa 1989. And of course, most people don't know the one you originally showed me. 
uh, people literally to this day are like, what? What are you on about? It was a play, it was a book, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, this was like a whole massive long running thing before Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> fingered his way into the role unsuccessfully, people say, but we'll discuss that later. Um, You're not an actor, Harry. Oh, no. well, <laughs> I think he's okay. Yeah, he's he does Broadway as well now, so. Whips his top off. When? In Broadway? It, in a play. Oh, okay. Well, some people might want to <laughs> see the pale, skinny ones. I like the pale, skinny ones. Um, what, what were we talking about? The Woman in Black. The, the BBC <laughs> adaptation, I think you were Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Jacob made me watch the 1989 Christmas Eve TV special, the adaptation of the play slash book, the woman in black because you'd gone to see it as a play hadn't you yes so yeah my background of it was it was a year 10 book we had to do for gcse english and um it wasn't that bad it was a good book it's a good book what about the play did you see uh, the, play? the play was scary see now apparently it's gone back on tour and i keep seeing yeah. it advertised and i'm like i've seen clips of it and i'm like that doesn't look scary but you were also in year 10 the, th the difference so the is, changes. right, so if you've got a book, the scary thing about a book is... It's Pages. All going, <laughs> yeah, or paper cuts. Paper cuts. It's, you've got stuff going on in your head. Your own imagination scares you in horror books, I think. I've killed my imagination with uh, Pornhub. It's gone. Ah, okay. It's over. It's absolutely <laughs> over. Like, I have no imagination. <laughs> I can't. I just, it's, yeah. I don't really fantasize books either when I'm, like, reading them. I don't visualize it. I just okay. think pages. They crawl into my brain space and really? make things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are yeah. you currently reading, if anything? Um, uh, Sapiens. So I, I, I'm one of those people that reads a lot of non-fiction. Same. It's um, the story of humanity. Mm. And he looks at things big picture. Uh, Obama liked it. Nice. So. I'm reading The Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. <laughs> and I'm also reading Serving the Servant, which is a story about producers who've worked with Kurt Cobain. Because yeah. apparently I have an ungodly desire to read any book and every book ever written about Nirvana, even though I'm like, well, I already know this information. There is no new information here for me. <laughs> but I will still read it consummately as a professional. Anyway, subscribers, I haven't said my made-up words in a while. When I come off the pod and I don't do a couple of episodes, I have to come back and remember all the made-up words. And, oh my God, we've what, begun. What, what do you mean? I've made up words. Subscribers. Uh, suspense yeah. and the other one is there a sponsor no suspense is suspense uh, okay. it's just the french way of saying it jake <laughs> we've jumped into this without introducing the podcast gang and that's because one of our podcast gang members is absent today and that's through the point of she's panting loads and is too loud because it's too hot but of course the real akumas are here big boy daddy kuma is here the giggly wiggly which is brand new for Val. i got her a new one is here but Val is in the other room because she's making this noise <laughs> And that is too much for us to bear. I can second that. I feel kind of bad that she's not here. Yeah. Yeah. She might calm down a little bit. She was outside in the sun having fun with Chucky B, which is our neighbor's dog slash her giant wife. So, you know, it's too hot for her today. But yeah, before, you know, the Papa Kumas, the Kumas are here. They're living it up. They're judging us. I can't see big boy Kuma's face. Look at I can't be dealing with this. I'm going to move a smaller real Kuma to see. Ah, oh, there it is. Ah, oh, his eyes. Anyway. I can, I can see his mouth. That's better than nothing. I feel better now. Yeah, they've they've made me think about something connected to our topic today. Ah, oh, baby Fulu. Well, yeah, we'll I come feel back like to them later. We'll come back to them later. I feel like we're going to start with the 1989 Christmas Eve TV special. Number one, why the hell 
would you play this on Christmas Eve? Mm. Okay, you're it's the 80s. You've got the choice of four channels. You're limited. A lot of people are going to sit down to this. All right. Okay, on Christmas Eve. Oh, we watched the snowman. I'm walking in the air. No, you're not. You're about to be filled with a whole bunch of weird ghostly suspense. And it's going to be spooky as hell. Now, this episode, this not episode, this TV movie, whatever, is renowned for having one of the most terrifying scenes ever in it. Now, if you watch that scene out of context, not terrifying, I've learned this, you need the whole thing. Yeah. Which speaks volumes to the capacity and ability of the director to build up suspense. Must remember the made up words. Um, <laughs> I see now how the word sponsor wouldn't fit into no. that sentence. Sponsored by ghosts. <laughs> Wow. Woman in Black, sponsored by Victorian Toys. Um, personally, to this day, 1989, it's my favourite one. It's the best one. I think you would like the play. but but Don't yes. count the play right now. What yeah. I like about the 1989 one is... She's terrifying. She is, but it, it... The woman. I feel like the more modern versions require a lot of CGI and uh. forced scariness. Yeah, jump scares. Um... The 1981 just does it based on the story. So the um, story of the woman in black, if anyone doesn't know, which would be weird of you to listen to. Spoilers. Spoiler alert for a film that came out in the 80s slash 2015 or... No, I think it was, I think it was 2012. Um, we haven't got uh, Alexa to tell us today because I turned her off because she's annoying and a waste of my electricity. She probably uses like a penny a month and I'm like, nope. Wait till about 10 years when she's conscious. No. Uh, I try not. They made um. They've made um. VR virtual Walmart shopping where you in America where you have a trolley and you pick stuff out and you have to have your like driver's license to buy booze and it checks it out and sends it to you so you can virtually shop which is just redundant. Like wh- mm. go to the shop then. Like why do you need the experience of sh- pushing a trolley and having a sales assistant with you? Just go to the goddamn shop. Like what are we going to become? I had a conversation today. We will talk about the film, but hang on. We <laughs> had a conversation today with some friends. I was out for lunch. And I was like, I love a roll. I love a roll of cash. I love cash. I love. I love. Oh, that's m- gonna go. Exactly, and that's what they were saying. I love men with money. I like men giving me money. I like money. money I like money clips. Yeah. Oh, I don't give a. I don't. Fat wallet. Fat wallet. <laughs> if I see a man pulling out a wad of cash, I'm like, Daddy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I am into it. Give me your money. I don't care. Like, and now they were like, Oh, this is gonna go away soon. And I was like, No, this is my judgment on who's a daddy and not. Like, I want to see your rolls of. I love. I love wads of cash. I really do. I'm old school. Yeah, you know, shoving money in my underwear, pole dancing. Yeah, I love it. I love what's of cash. But anyway, so the movie's about a woman who, um, for... I mean, the reasons are weird, aren't they? Like, was she mental or something? Anyway, she had to give up her son to her sister. Her sister then lives in this big Eelmarsh Manor. And <laughs> one... And it's on a causeway, which if you don't know, it's like a peninsula... Um, and sometimes the sea goes over the path and sad times happen. And you North, North Norfolk. Yeah, yeah. Or that place, St. Michael's Mountain in Cornwall, which yeah. I've also been to. Uh, boring. <laughs> <laughs> My life was boring. Um, yeah, and uh, one day the kid and the, it dies on the causeway, boo-hoo-hoo. And the sister wouldn't let the, the mother see the kid and all this other stuff. So she kills herself, Bants. Hanging. Hanging, a hanging, which is such a Victorian, non-Victorian way to kill yourself. I thought she'd have some cyanides. That was around? Yeah, what's she doing? Why is she hanging herself? I think it's a common method. (sighs) Note that down for later. (laughs) Stood the test of time. It really has, though, hasn't it, to be fair? 
bottom. Chris Benoit from WWE hanging himself on his gym equipment. Oh, I took too many blows to the head and now I'm mental. I feel bad for the people in WWE. You do take a lot they of They die hits. too young. Well, they're just getting smacked in the head, aren't they? Yeah, and steroids. Yeah, and steroids is not going to make you uh, live in La Vida Loca. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you miss the most out of all the wrestlers? China. She's dead. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, I mean, Owen Hart. Was... Owen Hart was great. Oh, that was a horrible Yeah, death. died jumping off a thing, didn't he? Yeah. Mm, yeah, Owen Hart was a good wrestler. But Chris Benoit was a good wrestler. Yeah. And, and I feel bad how they threw him away afterwards and was like, oh, you can't be part of the WWE thing because you murdered your wife and kids. And it's like, he murdered his wife and kids because he got beaten in the head continually and pumped full of steroids to fulfill a financial agreement that you guys had. And now you're just like, Chris Benoit's dead to us. Take him out of the Hall of Fame. And I was like, Jesus, mm. people are so dismissive and fickle. It's disgusting. Anyway, so the 19th... Island. <laughs> island. <laughs> you know, on the island, what the kid causeway. dies. So then the, the sister's still alive, obviously, isn't she? Sister. Drablo? Drablo, is that, is that yeah. And uh, she gets haunted by her sister, who is referred to as the woman in black, because she's obviously in her mourning gear. Wait, do you remember our other name for her? But I don't know if you can say it on here. No. The, the female dog. Oh, we used yeah, to call she, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a bitch. Um, oh, okay, okay. We used to call her the... It's a mild swear. Chris okay. will let it slide. But, um, yeah, and so then she, for some unbeknownst reason, a very revengey kind of stuff, she um, she likes to kill the town's children. Mm. Mm. But I love... But, so it feels very... Revenge. It feels very normal and like, oh, I've heard this sort of story a million times before. Mm. But I'm not sure I've ever heard it where no adults can die from the ghost, but only the children can die from the ghost. It's That's like a good hook. It's I suffer. like that hook. Yeah. You're going to suffer like I suffered. Yeah. And that is, there is no scorn like a woman's scorn. <laughs> <laughs> we like revenge. Um, and it's, it's, it's literally like, you know, yeah, she's like, you're going to feel, something's hurting my leg. Oh, you're going to feel the absolute pain that I felt day in day out day in day out so the theory is 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 if you see her the ghost the woman in black someone is going someone's child is is going to die that's the theory so now yada 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 they they hire that lawyer guy and he has to go clean up the house and he's young and he's he wants to make something of himself. He's been struggling as well. He's, and yeah, he's got a wife and kids and it's Victorian England. So everything smells like fire. Yeah. You know, I always think, paraffin. I always think that like in the Victorian time, in yeah. any time before central heating, we must have stunk of smoke because smoke gets in your clothes. Well, yeah. bad, doesn't it? How much did everyone just stink? So I used to live in Johannesburg where mm. three quarters of the heating was still done by people burning stuff. Mm. So every evening, it'd make for good sunsets. Of course. Thank you, pollution. Yep. But yeah, everything would smell of fire. Smoke, yeah. Smoke, yeah. Everyone, um, in the Victorian era, we wore many heavy layers, you know? And it's like, it's all those thick, dowdy fabrics weighing us down must have just absolutely reeked, you There's know? Loads of dust in it. Oh, and your house, everything must have been... Anyway fire um yeah so he's like oh yeah can you go i've got to go to ilmarsh manor and clear out the place and shut down the case fbi style find important documents get some <laughs> get some get more documents man and they gotta they gotta shut down this house and basically clear it all out because they're done and uh while he's there like such a chap he decides to attend the funeral of sister although gentlemen back then weren't they it was like 
Don't <laughs> let her put a hat on in front of a lady. <laughs> open a door. Oh, I had a door open for me today by a man. I nearly fell off my chair that I wasn't in because I was entering a door. Um, <laughs> but the idea is that. Uh, yeah, and I feel like the first time you see her in that scene, so they're in the church, aren't they? It's just him and the other lawyer dude. And he notices her just standing at the back. And this is obviously the 80s. There's no CGI. And her makeup, she's like yellowy, isn't she? She looks like yeah. jaundice Yeah. And she's she just looks more like a real person than yeah. in the films. Oh, hell yeah. And she's just standing there and he's like, oh, whatever. Like, whatever. And then they go outside, don't they, to the tube, the grave. And she's like in the distance. And he's like, oh, look, there's that woman now. Mm. And the guy's like, turn away, turn away. Because everyone in this film is a dick because they don't tell this poor guy what the, the deal is. Yeah. And they're like, off you go. Yeah. To the housemate, you know. So I mean, she is terrifying in this one. Also, like, she's. Ugh. It was a f- in the book they use the word malevolent, and it's the first time I ever saw the word malevolent. Nice. Um, Not yeah, sponsored she's by just Disney. Scowling like uh, utter look of hate, jaundice. Mm. I agree, and hate. I feel like when I die, I'm going to do this to all the men that have annoyed me. <laughs> what just go? I'm going to just haunt them, kill their happiness, take oh. away their wives oh, not just or the children. Look. No, no. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to make sure that they suffer, you know, enjoyably and maybe to my mother. It depends on how busy I am, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Jesus Christ. I'm I'm never too busy to annoy Lynn. Never. <laughs> never. If she ever listened to these shows, she never would. But you if she know. ever did. It's just like constant like so my parents hate me. Um but yeah, so what was it? Then he goes to the manor, doesn't he? What's he doing there? Paper. Oh, he finds the dictaphone thing. The rolls where the sister has recorded all the... She comes to me at night. She makes a big ruckus. Do you know what I mean? Like all of that jazz. And he starts to put the story together because everyone is super rude. I cannot remember, though, how he meets the rich guy with the car in this one, in the first one, the 1989 one. He's the guy who invites him to dinner, isn't it? Lends him his dog as well. I think it's in a similar way. I can't remember. How, I think he's introduced to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, he's, or he meets him in the pub or something in yeah, the Yeah, because in the Harry Potter one, he's on the train, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. then the wife with the dogs. Mm. Her little chihuahuas in costume. The twins. The twins. Oh, get the twins out, and we don't mean tits. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, obviously then, the thing is with this one is everything's kind of, like, hunky-dory up until you're in the house. Let's face facts. You know? And the house has electricity, less stinky smoke smell. Hooray. But he sees her, doesn't he, when he's pumping the thing to get the electricity. And he still has no idea what's going on. But this one is all kind of, if you think about it, when he's in the house, based on recordings on that thingy. What do you call that? Dictaphone? Old school dictaphone recorder? It's like a gramophone, but in reverse. Yeah, her voice. And... um, and then, yeah, and, and him just putting together the paperwork and then hearing stories from the people who come up the causeway to visit him. And I'm like, really, if you think about it, in that time frame where he's in the house, not a lot of stuff happens. It's him piecing... T- it's a combination of him piecing everything together slowly. Mm. And I like how they do that. And it, her haunting him. John, I feel like she doesn't haunt him that much. There's it the, builds. Yeah, because there's the bit with the where you hear the kid's voice going, hello. Mm. That's literally the sound Ooh. the boy makes. Hello. And then he sh- he will hear the sound of the crash on the causeway, yeah. doesn't he? Now, y- like, when you're describing it, this sounds boring, doesn't it? 
but yeah, this it's, isn't. It's more how they put it all together and the sound and feel and aesthetics of it. Yeah. So they, they, they do what I call very well the trifecta of Victorian creeps. Hit me up. Okay. One, get yourself a lonely rocking chair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, I don't know why. I don't know why. Anytime I see anything with a rocking chair moving on its own or doors opening and closing on their own, just it's just freaky. And you don't have to do a lot. Don't watch Paranormal Activity then. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. I have. There's a lot of that. Loads uh, of doors. Two. Mm. And this goes back to the real Akumas. Victorian toys. Yep. Especially old, decrepit ones. Why does that spook you out? I like them. I think they're cute. Uh, they're creepy. Maybe. I don't know why, but Victorian age stuff is all creepy. Bonnets. Creepy. Bonnets are gross. She doesn't oh. wear a bonnet in this one. No. She wears a bonnet in the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, true. Bonnet I, d- I don't know the difference. And, and then finally, uh, also something you like, actually. I'm noticing something. It's a dusty taxidermy. There is some... There is some. The whole house is just janked, and I just love it. Like, mm. I'm looking at that aesthetic, and you're going, ooh, creepy, and I'm going, mm, my house, apart from the dust, because I do like to clean. Um, but yeah, the, it's it, this. the mid part of this film is just a lot of suspense building and everything like that, which is fantastic. Um, and then we, we get to the real crux of it, which is him finding the child's bedroom, which was preserved after his death on the causeway. And now, again, now I'm thinking about this movie in comparison to the Daniel Radcliffe one. Mm. There's not a lot of stuff, again, that happens. He finds the bedroom. He finds the tin boy toy, doesn't he? Like mm. a tin soldier or something. They, they make, in the Daniel Radcliffe one, they overplay the scary Victorian toy stuff, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. The whole story is padded out a lot more. Um, oh, he lends in the dog for company. The dog runs off because he's like, I'm not staying here with all this no, like that. jazz going on. Luckily, I got so stressed out by that, but then they find the dog later, so I was like, thank God, I can't have dogs affected within this. It's too stressful for me. Um, and then, um, yeah, like, it's just, you get this tin soldier bit, don't you? And he takes the tin soldier, like, he finds in the boy's room. It's, like, in his hand or something. Like, it's put in his hand, isn't it? And then he goes to bed. How could he sleep? True. Very, very I true. I would not stay there. Nope, neither would I. But he does, and a certain scene happens, <laughs> which, when I first watched it at your house, paralysed me. Like, absolutely paralysed me with just the shock and the sound and the contrast. I just went, oh my God. If you watched this, if you saw a still frame of that picture of her face, you'd be like, that's not scary. It's not. It's not at all scary. It's stupid looking, For the context actually. of the rest of the thing, yeah. <sighs> People go, oh, Alfred Hitchcock is a master of suspense. No, watch this scene. Watch act the whole movie. You have to watch the whole movie to get that moment. How did you feel when you first saw that bedroom scene? Utterly freaked me out. Yep. It freaked Connor out. Yeah. And he's not, he didn't care about movies. He was like, oh, that's horrifying. And then I, so I went, they, they recently re- released it on Blu-ray, the 1989 one. Yeah. And people talked about it. People were like, oh, that scene in the bedroom. Oh my God. So what happens is, is he's laying in bed, isn't he? And it's all very quiet and there's Ooh. absolutely no trigger. And then absolutely out of nowhere in the dead of silence, she just floats over the top of him screaming. And it's just this weird contrast. Guttural, it's like. guttural scream. And you're just going, what and it's so quick and then he like wakes up in a hospital or wakes up in a different bed back in london 
lovely, lovely London. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But that scene is just, it's, there's, there's certain scenes in films that people talk about being the most scariest scenes. That's one of them. And then there's the other one in A Tale of Two Sisters, which is a, a Korean horror. If you haven't seen it, me and Sarah have spoke about it on other episodes, um, which is, again, a girl laying in bed and her ghost of her dead mother crawls out from the side of the bedpost. Like, like if you're looking at the end of your bed, you see her crawling on the Ooh. floor. And then she, like, Hi, bolts up over her head and a hand comes out of her vagina. Um, oh. yeah, lovely, thanks, Mum. An adult hand. What was that doing up there? <laughs> Seems a bit odd. Um, yeah, and it's just like you know, and that is what it is. But the thing is, that whole film it has a certain feeling to it. It has a certain vibe to it. It has a certain nuance to it. And although it sounds boring, I think it is quite well paced. Um, the lady at the end does what she always does: revenge. Kills the kids. What kids die in this one? Not that many. There's a kid who gets More hit by a cart. More die in the last Yeah, ones. there's a kid that gets hit by a cart and a kid that dies in a fire, I think. Yep. In the town in this one. But they don't really ever show any kind of death. It's all just alluded to. Alluded to. It's just like John Carpenter said, it's not what you see, it's what's in the woods behind mm. you. And so this is like the most perfect adaptation of it. And it's, as I said, very sadly forgotten. Not a lot of people know about it because in 2000 and... 14 or 15, they released a remake. I think it was before then. But I, I don't know. Who cares? It was it around matter. that time frame. Not 1989. No, I think you're right. I think it was 2012. Okay. I think it was 2012 because I wasn't living here when I went to see it and I moved here in 12. Let's get into it by the chronological order of where I lived. I lived in Broccoli Road, which would have been 2012, and you, me, and Connor went to see it. Yes, you're right. Anyway, what did you think of it? <laughs> I think it, I liked it. A lot of people laughed at it. And I think a lot of it was because of Daniel Radcliffe. But Which is a shame, he's only trying. But it was almost a different look on it, totally. Mm. It relied a lot more on modern techniques. It's very CGI filled. And the story yeah. is, is designed to bring more drama and to have more closure for the audience, for sure. Um, I think that, I'm trying to remember... The opening scene with the girls jumping out the window. So Yeah, so I think the big thing it adds another scoop of is more child death. There's so much child death. Yeah. They couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. The director was like, kill more kids. Just kill them. Yeah. Just go for it. Go nuts. I love it when children die. And it was just like, Jesus. You open yeah, it. Yeah, that opening scene. Jesus. When they just it. jump out the window, the yeah. kids just jump. And so they, what they do in this one is they, they, as I said, they show the deaths of the children. They show a lot more of the villagers being like, get away from here. You've seen her. They don't have the funeral bit. None of that's skipped because we're going straight in. She's well established as a character from get-go, which I found disappointing. He did, even though I don't think there was a funeral, he did see her in the graveyard, I think. Who knows? <laughs> Daniel, who was there? Um, just call it Harry <laughs> Potter. But no, Daniel Radcliffe, we respect you as an actor. You're doing well. It must be so hard being an actor and coming off a massive franchise. Yes. Look Especially at like, as a child. Yeah, look at like Elijah Wood, Robert Patterson of Twilight. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like Robert Patterson, I will say, has done exceptionally well for himself. Mm. Because he turned around and went, I've done that. I've made the bank. He's clearly made him. He's clearly become a millionaire off Twilight. There's no way he didn't. Slapping his face on all that merch and all the premieres and the interviews and the, and the five-part movie series, isn't it? Something stupidly long like that. Um, Other actors rate him as well, which yes, is always a good sign. Because he then went and he's only done like art house A24 mm. pictures and stuff like that. And I've seen a few of them. 
uh, Good Times he did, which was a great movie, The Lighthouse. And I'm like, yeah, you're a good actor. Mm. But so many people tarnish you with this brush because you played a terrible role in a terrible film franchise. The thing is, as an actor, you have to pay the bills, don't you? You've got to take what yeah. you get. And he'd, he'd only been in a bit part in Harry Potter, which is also another terrible film franchise. And he just got offered this and he was like, well, I, you know, he'd done barely any acting before those two roles, like mm. barely anything. And so if you're thrown that opportunity, yeah, of course you're going to take it. You want to, you want to act. You're going to, you're going to mm. take on Twilight, but good for him for carrying on acting when he could have retired and doing interesting choice of films. Daniel Radcliffe's, Daniel Radcliffe's not done a lot. He's done this and a couple of others. I think a film called Horns. And then, as I said, he's done some Broadway. Um, there's another film he'd done, and I cannot remember it. Again, Elijah Wood didn't do a lot after Lord of the Rings. No, true. He did, oh, he did Maniac. He did Sin City. He did a TV show called Wilfred. I think he was consistently good, though, in his acting, Elijah. He was in The Faculty before. I, th- I think they almost someone. pick him based on his face and his look. He's not aged well. He was good looking when he was starting to look like Gollum. Oh, but the thing is, that's true. That's horribly true. I'm getting pins and needles in my arms, uh, audio listeners. So I'm trying to rearrange myself. There's no comfort today. Gollum's bite's finally uh, taken effect. Taken effect. effect. Did did Gollum bite him? Yeah, to get the ring off. Oh, I had another conversation with my friend the other day, Jason. Hello, Jason. I know you don't listen, but you should listen. My blonde angel baby. That's what I call him. Um... He uh, or blue blue eyed baby, whichever he fancies at the time, um, and I told him about. I don't mean to bring it up, Jake, but about how I didn't know there was a king in Lord of the Rings. Hey, I had it in my head, and I thought, no, I won't bring it up. <laughs> so kudos to you. But Jason was like, I can kind of see how you got there, and so for everyone who's listening, Ian and Chris from <laughs> the UK Film Review team, hello. And the others who I know don't agree with this, someone understood where I was coming from. Now, I don't know if Jason, being the very sweet boy that he is, was just trying to be polite, but come on, you don't know he's a king. Then someone was like, oh, he's wearing a crown on the movie poster. I was like, great, I'll Google it. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. He's in his armor. Like, and I, you know, whatever that's meant to mean, who cares? To be fair to you, mm. they do it as subtle references from the first film, like with Boromir when he yeah. cuts his finger on yeah. the sword. He gives him a certain look, and the the scene change. They talk about the king, and then change the scene to his face. Yes. So they subtly. Do- also, I'd read the book, so I kind How of knew. How am I meant to know after all this time? <laughs> like it's so long. I have to watch nine hours to get to the end, which is the wedding bit or king part, whatever you want to care about. It's the wedding. Do you know what I mean? I've forgotten what happened in the first one. If I'm watching them at the movies, mm. I will defend this until I die. If I'm watching them at the movies at 16, right, doing my drugs, watching my Lord of the Rings, and then like a, two years later, I go and see Return of the King, right? Return of the King could mean anything because there's a bunch of kings. There's another one. There's another king in there, isn't there? Steward. Oh, no, there no, is. No, Theoden. Theoden, yeah. I, uh, someone told me I look like him at the moment. That's weird. Um, also, not at all true, but everyone sees each other. Beard-wise, beard-wise. People have weird face, facial recognition, don't they? We don't see each other's faces how the other person sees the other person's face. It's mm. very odd. Um, and I was just like, how am I meant to remember this? You know, like, come on. And then you just think, oh, there's garland hanging on the wall. Oh, everyone's wearing white. Oh, it's ladies' day. He's getting married. Whatever. 
Thanks, Jason. You made me feel slightly better for a little bit about how I'm an absolute idiot. Also, on the tangent that we're on of things that I believe to be true on my podcast and in real life. You know how I dreamed up 28 weeks later? Everyone, oh, I saw you put a comment about that, yeah. Everyone has just collectively sighed who listens to my show. Like, I can feel them clicking away and not just going, stop, Rachel, just stop. Well, well, well. Look who's starting to write 28 years later, which means at some point I'm going to have a dream about something to do with 28 years later, even though it's not real yet. And then they're going to come into my brain and they're going to steal my dreams. Then they're going to write the movie and produce the movie and sell the movie. What would be the next one? 28 millennia. <laughs> 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 the space one the space odyssey everyone's in space but jake they stole my film well i cast robert carlisle in my dream yeah he then did they you. cast robert carlisle yeah. in 28 weeks later it was scene for scene it was perfect i did the whole thing then i watched that movie two years later and i go oh okay fine paramount pictures whoever it was who distributed this film just go ahead and steal my dreams so now 28 years 28 years later is happening and i'm like how much do i have to protect my brain when i sleep Tinfoil hats at dawn. That's me. Here's a question. Yeah. Who? Who will I cast? You, I don't know. I'll who, dream who, it. Who would you cast for yourself? In for your, what? For your life. Uh, like, say they did a, you. R- R- Rachel the movie. <sighs> the the actress who plays Laura Palmer on Twin Peaks because I literally lo-fi am Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks. Okay. That's it. Wouldn't she be a bit aged now? She would no now, offense, but no say offense. if we did it as like at Twin Peaks time. Okay. Yeah, she she would be the one that I would. I've never ever like, you know, when people go, oh, you're in this movie and you go, yeah, 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 whatever. I've never ever had anyone hit it on the head as much as they did when James Thomas was like, you're in Firewalk with me. You need to go and watch it. And I watched it and I went, and you know, you get to the end and you just click it off. You're like, yep, that was my life. <laughs> like it was just, it was just ungodly how much that is my life and even still to this day, you know, and it's it's crazy. So I would have to out of some kind of weird homage cast, yeah, her, um, I cannot remember her name, but yeah, the lady who plays Laura Palmer in Twin Peaks. Who would you have? Avid Merian. Why? Because apparently I really look like him. Or Anne Boleyn, no, not Anne Boleyn. Anne Boleyn, Ka- Anne Catherine Boleyn. of Aragon. They're, they're historical characters, they're not actors. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you more of a Henry VIII? Yeah, he'll, he'll do. Platters of meats. Anyway, yeah, yeah they're going to steal my dreams. You know? I haven't got time for this. What do you know of the film? Nothing. They, they, they're writing it, which means okay. they're coming for my dream aliens. And, uh, yeah, that's what they're doing. And I've, well, I Well, where's my royalties from the second movie? I'm waiting still. I came up with the opening credits with Robert Carlyle and the entire scene. Everything was planned out. I did it in my head. You cannot steal that from me. This sounds like a plot for uh, Black Mirror to me. Where Possibly. you can, if you could view people's dreams, yeah. could you then copyright your dream? I should. At this point, I should be able to because I do feel like they're coming for me 28 years later. <laughs> we'll wait and see, but I'm not paying any money to watch your movie because you've probably stolen it from me. So I, oh, my plan is as well is if I do dream about something with zombies, write it down, date it. There you go. Thank you. Actually, I put it on my phone notes because then it's uh, digitally dated and you can't... Is that allowed? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> You're the sort of person that would post it to themselves. Yeah, sure. I would. Because you stole my dreams, whoever distributed 28 years, weeks later, and I'm coming for you. I'm a very litigious person. I'm in the middle of suing Ovo, so... You know, bring it on. I enjoy to be <laughs> litigious. I hope this copyright finds you well. Yeah, 
give me my money from a movie that was made in 2006 or something like that and i'm still harping on about it in 2023 like an absolute mentalist when was lord of the rings like 2005 and i'm like so anyway just like an idiot but thanks jason and un thank you for 28 years later if you steal my ideas where were we what were we talking about we, we've got up to the the last bit i think to talk about which is the uh, the second film no we were talking about the first one we haven't finished that ah okay my Daniel apologies. Radcliffe. Right. This is what they introduced in this one. They pad the hell out of this. I feel like they were like, oh, if we just recreate this shot for shot, no one's going to go and see this film. True, because it was only rated at 15, so you're aiming at a teen audience. I get why you've got to have a storyline, right? So they add in the rich guy's wife, who's absolutely yeah. mental, and she has... I kind of liked her. She was cool. She has twin chihuahuas that she dresses up because the woman in black killed their son. Yeah. And uh, she going to make you go crazy. Yeah, she has visions and she draws things and blah, 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 blah. So the woman in black is like a character in this film rather than an entity. Mm. She's an actual role. Um, okay, see, and then obviously they add where they dig the boy's corpse up. Do you remember? They pull him out the swamp. That's added, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. added. And they put him on the bed and she's going to come and get him and then the curse is going to be broken. Very The Ring style, which I was a bit like, boring. You can't... Like, if you've not, I can't believe they hadn't seen The Ring in Victorian England times. They know it's not going to work. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, so, like, that element was all added in. Loads and loads of elements were added in with her CGI. She's at the window. She's screaming. She's in the rocking chair. She's um, doing the Macarena out in the graveyard outside the house. Do you know what I mean? She's just, but she has a bonnet and she has a veil. And I think she's less terrifying there's times when yeah it's more put on it feels more mm. like modern horror film mm. horror it was made by hammer hammer horror yeah 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 Second there's one, as well. one scene where i find it very scary and that was it in the whole film which bit he's sitting in the chair it's a wide angle shot you see the black dark hallway and corridor behind him you mean. and he's looking at books or he's like falling asleep in the chair looking at books and she just appears in the silhouette of a doorway, doesn't she? And you might miss it. Yeah, you could Certain miss it. Certain people yeah. watching might miss it. Yep. And That's she quite just... early on, isn't it? Yeah, it's when he Missed. first kind of gets to the yeah. house, yeah. And he, she just slowly, slowly yeah. gets closer behind yeah. him. And then someone knocks on the door and it all stops. But I was like... For sure, that is that's excellent. Another really good suspense scene was when um, he's laid the child out with the toys, and there he's looking down the corridor, isn't he? And he's like, "Come on, come and get it!" And then she just appears and goes like that. But it's it's that's the equivalent bed scene, I think. Yeah, it's the jump scares for me. It's just it cheapened the whole thing. The whole thing. They made the house much scarier. Really. With a dark, again, you probably like it. Yeah. With a dark Victorian. My house. <laughs> like, yeah. It's dark. Creaky. Spooky. Yeah, it is creaky. But it's, um, overall as a movie, I feel like this film, a lot of people who saw it and had no context of the 1989 one, like ourselves, um, they were terrified by it. Mm. They were like, oh, it's terrifying. I'm like, you need to go and watch the worst one. Like, the nightmare fuel one you know um but uh yeah people seem to like it it seemed well received everyone slagged off daniel radcliffe what did you think of his performance it was he does spoil my emotion really why because of what he was before <laughs> I, f I feel like he struggles to like uh, and this isn't me i don't want it to sound like criticism mm. but i feel for the guy 
But, I mean, he's probably doing all right for himself. But, yeah, uh, yeah I do just think, oh, not there's his character, there's Daniel Radcliffe. I'm going to Google Daniel Radcliffe's net worth <laughs> while you talk about Daniel Radcliffe. Ooh, he's a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> wait. Like, how much money must he have made off Daniel Radcliffe? I'm going to say 10. Ten million. I don't believe this. A hundred million. Oh. I don't believe that. He, d- at he all. doesn't have to care at all. I don't. I don't. Radcliffe's exact figures for royalty payments from the Harry Potter franchise isn't publicly known, but because his likeness is used in merchandise, he makes a healthy income from royalties alone and the television runs of the film as well. So apparently he's worth my... I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a moment. Do you know what I mean? Like, how are you worth a hundred... Yeah. It's done well, that franchise. Really? Yeah, lots of merchandise. Video games. Cheryl Lee was also the name of Laura Palmer from um, Twin Peaks. I also just Googled that while I was there. Um, I'm doing the Googling. That's the thing I'm doing. I'm such an idiot. Um... Oh, the other thing I noticed about the film, it had a lot of teal. I know that's a modern thing with films. It's one yeah. of the one of the first films I noticed a lot of teal. For the mm, you should have watched The Ring then, because there was loads of it. It was all over the place. Teal central, uh, water. What's aqua. all this aquamarine? <laughs> <laughs> My child's dead in a well. But they wanted Samara dead, you know? True. Did you see The Ring? Yes. Which Once one? a very long time ago. She comes out the TV. Yeah. Me and Sarah love that movie. Yeah. My scary lumbar support. Do you know what? Oh god, audio audio listeners, I'm having terrible lumbar support today. I feel nauseous. It's all going on. Can you use one of the real Akumas? For what lumbar? I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to squish them with my hideous body. They'll be crushed. Right. Even though I've lost weight, I'm skinny. I've lost half a stone since I saw you. Bloody hell. Mm going not well um like most other people like that's great but within context we both know buy yourself a can like you bought me yes audio listeners of course you're going to be sitting there and thinking well the last two episodes we haven't had it i have abolished sweet treats from the show you know you've got to cut corners (laughs) money's tight the economy's tough i don't think i've abolished it i just think that like Repeat guests have had their themed sweet treat, you know, and it's like, how many more cans? Oh, I'm of perfectly happy. Cans of beans. Sated. Can I buy you and olives and stuff like that? But and obviously with Justin, he was in America, so I wasn't gonna like FedEx him a bunch of stuff for him <laughs> to open. And he lives in Arizona, so it would have melted by the time yeah. it got there anyway. He was telling me the other day over voice notes that it's like 47 degrees. We're very lucky at the moment. People are moaning about our weather. Mm. Yeah, you but they're having you like a American and European weather right now. Forty-seven. Toasty. Well, yeah, they're having that heat wave. People are going to die. They're like sending yeah. out warnings to people going on holiday and stuff, aren't they? I couldn't imagine at all waking up to forty-seven degrees. But places like that often have lots of aircon. Yeah, but he said when you open the front door, it's like being hit with a hairdryer on full blast yeah, in your there is face. That. <sighs> how, how do you do daily tasks? How do you sleep? How do you, well, with your AC on, but how do you do your daily tasks of like walking, going to the store? Just, do you know what I mean? Like, slowly. Yeah, anything where there's not AC. If you had an old car in America that doesn't have AC and you sit in traffic in 47 degrees in a tin box, Mm. how do you? Tricky. It's, I don't understand. Like, but you're acclimatized to it, I guess. You know, we're not. We're acclimatized to rain and tragedy. We're rubbish. Mm. We're too temperate. We're rubbish Soft. if it's too cold. Yeah. Oh, look at you, Norway. 
Canada. And then we're rubbish compared to the hot countries. We're just soft, soft, rubbish humans. I mean, where do we come from? No no dangerous animals. Yeah. Oh, hedgehog. Oh, an adder, a grass snake. Yeah, Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, we are very... uh, I'm touching my eye, audio listeners, if you wonder why I'm... There we go. Do you ever get things in your eye? Things? Yeah. (laughs) Possibly different to what you get in your eye. Do you mean jizz? No. It's because, you know, you think that things are protected. I meant dust from taxidermy. Oh, I thought you meant my fake eyelashes and my yeah. ridiculous yeah, amount of I mean. eye makeup I wear because I'm so hideous in the real world. I have to wear a lot of makeup to pad out the sadness. Um, yeah, I mean, this one was a good movie. It was okay. Do I watch it? No, because it serves no, it serves no enjoyment to me personally. I don't find it, it definitely scary. definitely deviates from the book more massively they had to this was it's very hollywood done like you know when you're like some friend like again we don't mean to keep hopping on about the ring but it was you know the ring uh, tastefully padded out a story from an original film and they also actually missed out a bunch of stuff from the original film it was samara was like psychic and stuff like that the girl that came out on tv it was mm. you know they and her psychic powers drove her mother mad or something it was weird like that and they, so they took that out but like um you know, The Ring is one of the best adaptations from book to film to remake. Um, and again, with this one going from book to film to remake, it's they they added in too much. Mm. They were like, let's have some jump stairs, let's have some CGI, let's have some screaming. And uh, too when, much modernizing. Yeah, you didn't did, need it. Nope, didn't need it. Didn't need it. I I think it was good that they um showed the woman in black killing children more. Not just because I don't like children, but <laughs> it was a part of it. But I think that it did kind of hone her out a bit like you know at, i think you know too little about her in the 1989 one you know a lot there's a lot more veil mm. and she's wearing a veil when the remake so it's weird yeah. it's yeah. weird what a crazy a crazy time but the dogs dressed up as sailors in prams that made it everything better i i just skipped the whole movie watch that scene and then <laughs> throw the dvd into the precipice I just go, I'm not having that. I'm not dealing with that. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's just that. The whole... That bit was good. I liked the addition of that couple, the family, helping him out, you know, and... How did you find the ending being sh- different? I nearly swore. Trash. That ending made me cringe so hard. Like, I couldn't cope with that ending. So in the 1989 one, they go for a little... And the book. Is the book the same as 1989 one? Pretty much. Okay. In the 1989 one, they go out, don't they? They have a little paddle on a lake. And uh, he sees the woman in black again. And uh, she's just sitting on the ledge. Like, she's on the, the, the edge of the lake. And a tree falls on their boat. And you assume, you assume it's killed the family. Personally, I don't see how a giant log falling on your boat is going to kill you unless it directly hits you on the brain. But. I might be wrong. Mm. God, this so chance. long. When when did I do the book? Nineteen ninety five. You're so forgive, old. So forgive me for that. Eh, <sighs> Does it just kill the kid? Yeah. But it definitely is on like on a boat and stuff. Mm. And then yeah, he. Because <laughs> what's he, her problem with the man and the wife? What's her problem? Yeah. Why is she upset? What? Because he went through her papers. Calm down. He cut. Try to kind of help her as well, didn't he? Mm. So we can't understand. So yeah, the log falls on the boat. Anyway, and and that's the end. You don't know who's dead. You just you know the woman in black is just there. She's like, "What up, baller? You didn't get me." Blip 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 blip. Now in the Daniel Radcliffe one, oh my god, it was so just the worst thing. 
I couldn't. I couldn't. Trains? It's... Okay, number one. How did that kid that's toddler size jump down off a railway track onto the railway itself without falling? Okay, the kid's the size of a briefcase. Why are you able to do that? How do you have the dexterity? Like, whatever, who cares? Number two, the fact that none of the three adults on the platform with no other stimulus around them because they're not on their phone watching tick ticks <laughs> didn't see the child wander off climb down a ledge and walk into the middle of a rail track in time not possible kids are annoying you're going to notice when it's gone mm. number thrice <sighs> just the whole <sighs> his wife's a ghost and they're reunited because the train hits the baby and Daniel Radcliffe. And then he turns around, he sees his, his lovely wife wearing a white dress. And I just want to just die. I just, I hate it. It's tacky. It was utterly unnecessary. What was the point of doing that? Like, yeah. what did they want us to feel? Like, romance? It was like they, they had it as a thing and they wanted to put more into it and force more into it. And then when the train goes by and they see the dead children's faces. Oh, oh it's so stupid though. Yeah. At that point, and that's the what we were saying about immersion. At that point, when you see the ending and he's like reunited with his wife and then the train goes by and the dead children's faces are in the windows and then like, like they all scream. I wasn't scared at that point. I just went gay. <sighs> Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Just like lame. And it, it, they, yeah, they, tr- they tried too hard. I don't know who was... No one who understands suspense, suspense, sorry, audio listeners, I mispronounce it, worked on that film. I think they went into it thinking that the majority of people that would watch it have not seen or read the older stuff. See, I was thinking whenever you make a remake... Assume that. Assume that, because you yeah. are going to go and see it. Man, I remember that this movie had hype. People were hyped about this film coming out. I remember mm. like people were like, can't wait to see the women in black. Kind of like people are now currently with the Barbie movie. Um, but like, you know, you're gonna go and watch that. Of course, I'm gonna go watch that. Me and Toby are going on Sunday. Yeah. Were you a fan as a child of Barbie? Yeah. Did you own? No, I did Legos. My sister had Barbies. Uh, okay. I did have some Barbies, but my sister had mostly. I had a lot of Legos. I like the Lego sets. Um, yeah, I'm meant to be going to see old Barbie on Sunday, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, it's got Will Farrow in it and Ryan Gosling, and I don't know what to expect. It's meant to be very tongue in cheek, so it's probably I, funny. Yeah, I think it's. I think it is aimed at adults. I think it's. I think it's another cash grab nostalgia thing, but it's kind of cool that they've done this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's got a certain kind of camp. A lot of a lot. I can imagine it's going to be big with the gays. <laughs> you know, it's going to have that market. It's going to be big with p- young women my age. Um, it's campy. They might as well just put Cher in it. Yeah. It's that camp. You know, why is Cher... If Cher's not in this movie, I'm going to scream. Is she still alive? She's believing in love after love. Okay. She probably looks like the woman in black. She's got good plastic surgeons, I think. Well done, Cher. She's got a lot of plastic surgery. She yeah. looks good. Just like Barbie. Whee. She, you know, she hasn't gone the Joan Rivers ring. You're looking at your notes. I'm getting ready. For what? Have you got a lot of notes on this last film? A few. This is the most pointless film, I believe, yeah. that needed to be made, that didn't need to be made, rather. And it's just, why did they make this movie? It served no point. It was an absolute cash grab. So obviously from that alone, the Woman in Black remake must have made good bank at the box office because they don't greenlight anything unless, obviously, they know they're going to get their return on it. I don't remember this film coming out of the cinema, but no. I do believe it did. I remember it popping up on Netflix and me going, eh, eh I'm going to watch that. And then went, 
I can't believe I watched that. Um, it, to me, was trash. Jake, I've spoke too much. Explain the premise if you remember it. Okay, so uh, the original Woman in Black came from late Victorian times and the story was Edwardian. Oh, okay. Circa World War One, if you like. Um, this one then jumps ahead 30 years to World War Two. Nice history time frame knowledge, Jake. <laughs> and, oh, God, the cliches. <sighs> I'm in the war. Oh, so, oh. I've, I've figured out, right, little theory of mine, there's England, England, yeah. and there's American England. American right. England only exists in TV shows and films, and it's what America and the rest of the world think England is like. Yeah. But isn't. No. Do you get me? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, completely. Yeah, that, yeah. So there's a lot of that. Like Paddington tea? and Paddington 2. Uh, Harry Potter. Uh, uh, you know, all these... And you know what's funny is those, those Fakeland. movies... Fakeland. Yeah, th- those shows are huge in America. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. They Ma- love... Mary Poppins. Oh, for God's it's got, sake. It's, it's got lashings and lashings of fake England, okay? Beans on toast and yeah. Judy Dench. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like Dick that Dick Van Dyke. Is... Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Wait, he's American. No, but him, he was in... Yeah, we in Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah it's being just... It... Rubbish English. Do you know what? I love how people... Rubbish English. There rubbish we go. Rubbish English. I love how people sometimes like... We're all meant to be so culturally appropriated, but I'm like, I don't care if you get England wrong because England's a dump as it is. Sure, we're not in a third world country. We had some postcode lottery when we were born, but it's not great right now. We're not <laughs> doing well. Well, um, yeah. We used true. to own all the money in the land. What happened? <laughs> now we're just... Oh, I don't know. Got what expensive houses. Well, um, that was expensive cheese. And everything meets. So, what's worse than fake England is fake England during World War Two, especially the Blitz. (laughs) Oh, oh, we're in an underground. Oh God, English spirit. What was it? Nazis from above. Nazis from above. They're always above. Why are they above? You don't know at any point (sighs) a Nazi could be above you. Yeah. So it starts in London. Yeah. There's a woman, children get killed, evacuees. Christ, wear your little box around your neck, children, because you're getting on a big puffy train. Yeah. Toot, toot, Where we... to the countryside. But there's not many much accommodation left. This is late blitz. So. Oh, is that? Is... Oh, yeah, because they walk through and there's all those blonde... I remember now, yeah. yes, 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 yes. So where do they send them? Uh, a nice little North Norfolk village. To Eel Marsh, Marsh House. Manor yeah, Manor House, House, whatever. You did that well. Let's... <laughs> 
let's uh, yeah, let's say it on three. One, two, three. Ew. House. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so they go to a house. Oh, that was good. I liked that. They go to the house. Why would you send them there? It's so stupid. Yeah. Right, I get the point that everyone in the village from the time of when the house was haunted is dead. So they don't yeah, know. Yeah, they've, they've left. It's a dead town. Forgotten it. Yeah, so at least over. they thought about that in the plot. Then there's a crazy man. One crazy... Do you remember the crazy man? The token crazy guy, like in Friday the 13th. We, You're so, all going to die. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, cliche. Cliche. And Harbinger of doom, they call him. Yeah, foreshadowing, yep. all that. But with cheese. Um, so he couldn't see and he kept going, don't look at her. Blah, 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 blah. Children will die. Oh, wow. Well, we've Evacuees. got 50 of yeah, them. Yeah. Jesus, we're yeah. right for the taking. The, the one redeeming feature I thought it had, but other people might disagree, is mm. I liked the plot line with the boy whose parents had died mm. during the Blitz mm-hmm. and he was a mute and the lady in black befriends him. I liked that. Picky and choosy, picky and choosy. Yeah. Why is she befriending him? Maybe it reminded her of her son. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Yeah, maybe that. there was a yeah, a um, sort of memory there. And the, do you remember that above his bed there was a scary the hole. hole in the floor? The glory hole. Yeah, going up to the, the scary uh, room with the Victorian stuff in right, it. Right, I know the house is janked up, right? Because they obviously return to Il- they re- they return to Ilmarsh House, like, um, and there's like holes everywhere and it's damp and stuff yeah. like that. But there's like it's a it's an absolute massive manor. It is a big place, and they're like, let's put all the children in one room. We'll spread them out. Spread them out. What's with the genders? Boys and girls in separate rooms, at least. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they didn't care about that. They then. did not care. And I was just like, there's only two nannies or nuns or whatever they are looking after them. They don't need all those other rooms upstairs. What are they doing? So yeah. you know, I'm under the I'm under the assumption that the whole roof fell in, and that's why they're all living downstairs. Yeah. The house is absolutely falling apart in it, and they're all like, I can't believe you're making us stay there. And the man's like, shut up, woman. Yeah, the Victorian toys are still there, but more decrepit. Everything's decrepit. Mm. It's needing an Ikea trip. Not and like then, yeah, I mean, I don't think it warrants us spending too much time on it, but she basically keeps having dreams, and you end up figuring out that it's because she had her child taken away from her. <sighs> the dream sequences. Yeah. Oh my God, I hated them. Yeah, they, she they're had, also cliche. Oh yeah, so the nanny who's looking after the 500 evacuees, she uh, yeah, she had a, she was an unwed mother, so in the 40s, for shame. If you did it now, you get a free council house and a tumble dryer, Jesus Christ. Um, so while she was being shamed, her kid got taken away. So obviously she's proper like into the orphans, isn't she? She's like, I'm going to cover up my pain with something else. La la la. I have a rash on and my knee. And a blitz spirit smile. Christ, can you imagine just that phony propaganda that you had to stay happy while everything around you is being blown up and all mm. your friends and family are like dead and then they're just on the TV going, grow your own veg. Well, no, sorry, because my husband's <laughs> face just got blown off by like a Gatling gun or something. Yeah, I think it was fake. Well, what were they made up? What were they? What were they trying to achieve by pushing that spirit onto us? You can't force good spirit in this. But this was the forties, and people were more do as your government says. I feel. Also, life was hard, so like roll up your sleeves and get on with life. Type I do, thing. I do feel they were like, less entitled. In yeah, I feel like a lot of people do need to crack on with that theory now. People are weaker now, yeah. But I do imagine, you know, that's why there was so much PTSD afterwards because people just had to like keep suppressing the sad feelings. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, life came out at some point. 
Yeah, in the 50s when the boomers were born and then they all became awful parents and then, you know, our generation exists. Although your mother did a very good job, you know, we're just, I'm talking out of spite about someone else I know, I'm not going to say her name <laughs> again. <laughs> but I will woman in black the heck out of her. <laughs> um, yeah, this, yeah, the romance story, oh, God. What, with, with the RAF pilot? The fake RAF pilot. Yeah. What did he do wrong? He got dis, dis, uh, what do you call it? discontinued from of, the it army? It was kind of interesting, the thing they said about him like fearing the sea. And then at the end, he had to dive in the sea. God, it was just... Could you imagine? It's a bit meh. Meh. Could you it imagine? Right. Could, you being, could you imagine being so delicate of your own ego... That you you wear a, a f you wear your army jacket and you're not in the army anymore and you're just wandering around going blitz spirit blah but it's like yo you got fired like three years ago bro. Also that coat was nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I wanted his coat. Hilarious part where they go to the fake. He has to man a fake army base, doesn't yeah. he, with the fake planes for them to bomb and he's like the shame. It reminded me of that scene in The Simpsons where Marge walks onto a plane and sees her dad as an air hostess <laughs> and he's like don't look at me. And that is what it felt like when she uncovered that he was just like a rubbish, like land pilot or just looking after fake planes or some dumb stuff like that. But yeah, I was just like, oh my God, calm down with your delicate male ego. This is ridiculous. And the lady herself, the woman in black. Lady in black <laughs> is malevolently scowling at me. me. Cheek to cheek. <laughs> But cheek to butt through cheek. cheeks. Yeah. through cheeks, yeah. Um, she was even more like a ghost. Yeah. You don't see her as much. No. No. Towards she the end, she does a few scary bits. She pops up. She pops up and does a dance. She gets in, remember the scene she gets in bed with a boy? Oh, Christ, yeah. That's that a good a bit, one. That was, that a, was a good scary, one. Actually. I like the fact, because I thought it was going to be like the other one, and she'd go, but she just mm. silently says nothing and just gets in bed next to him. Yeah, she's much less evil in this one. I don't know. I she think just she kills children. Uh, she's got to keep up her hobby. Did you like the scene where the one girl tried to strangle herself with the knitting yarn? <laughs> Anytime these children die, I just laugh. <laughs> I don't care. Like I know that makes me a really bad person, but children are just like... the. Do you know what, though? At this day and age, in this day and age, hot take, everyone, controversial opinion coming. So if you're a PC listener, you're going to need to calm down, Charlie. But it's okay if you're listening from your PC. Oh, you know, I don't mean to offend, but I'm going to. In this day and age, where we have a population crisis, we have a water crisis... You're going to get cancelled, Rachel. But carry on. No, I'm going to carry on. Cancel me. Come at me. Whatever. I don't care. You hit off. Controversial topics always make uh, for algorithm movement. So <laughs> I'm playing the game. But in this day and age, with a population crisis and everything being terrible and we can't afford anything and there's no water and there's no food and all these things terrible that are happening in the world and it's just an absolute nightmare, maybe we need the woman in black. We do. We don't have an overpopulation problem. Though. Yes, we do. We don't. What do you want about? Most Western countries uh, aren't giving birth to enough children. Good. J Keep J it J that J way. Japan and China are having massive economic issues because of it, and we're going to follow soon. The reason why we're not feeling it as much is because we our immigration rate's quite high. Which but why is everyone talking to me that about that the, the water crisis? The water crisis. We're, we're consuming too much. Why is there this high? problem of consumption then there is in some places so the only place left where the population's going up fast is africa 
Calm down, Africa. So you know how like there's a lot of people in Asia, China, Take a facial. China and India, like yeah. Africa will be as many. But then why is there water shortages? Why is there food shortages? Why we haven't got enough land to accommodate? Why do we not have enough housing? Why do we so not? So the have population enough? is still going up. Yeah. But it's because the people who are already born are living through their lives. Okay. We've read so if you look at the graph of how many children are being born, mm. it's gone flat. Good. That's not getting more. Keep it that way, audio listeners. If you're considering having a child, don't. Didn't realise we were going to go into deep demographics. Good. I like it. It pads out the show. It's <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I just think like, you know, all I'm saying is if she came along, yeah. I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> You'd probably be friends with her. Yeah. But like, what's up, love? You and those twin dogs and her would Black go for... Black is a slim in colour as well. You know? <laughs> yeah. we, we all need to be skinnier. <laughs> like, let's face facts. We could all do with being skinnier. Do you know what, what I'm saying? It's just, you know what I mean? People in this country, I don't know about other countries, but in this country, you have, you have a kid, your life is paid for. Your life is paid for. You pump out that kid, you're done. It's an ex- it's ex- exploitation at its finest. It really is. And I just think to myself, stop doing it, man. Even if, right, say the woman in black didn't come along yet, which is a shame because classic fans. Um, she's having a whale of a time. Everyone's got to have a hobby. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying everyone needs a hobby. I mean, she doesn't look happy, Rach. Meh. Um, <laughs> well, she's a, she's the captain of her own fate, you know? Oh, oh, I made a poem quote. I am yeah. the I am the master of my... F- no, what is it? I am the captain of my fate. I am the master of my soul. Out of the night that covers me, pick to pick, pole to pole. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Yeah. Do you remember that poem? I'm not good with stuff like and that. And these arms foul clenched, starts aloud. Yeah. You find my weight heavy but unpound. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, enough quotes. God, Jake, I thought you did stuff. I'm not good with uh, Jake, poetry. I have a little rash on my knee and I don't got, know where it's come boo-boo? from. I don't know where it's come from. Look. Car- carpet burns? No, it's just <laughs> appeared. I've got some kind of AIDS. I haven't even sat on the, s- on the ground. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, right, if you don't have the woman in black, okay, if I can't have what I want and she's going to kill all the kids, um, then I think we need to go back to how China was in this country. Because, as I said, we're pumping them out babies to have a free tumble dryer. That is a thing that's happening. I work in social services. It's just it's just ex- exploitation of children for money. It really is. It's insane. We have people trying to fix the system to get their kids diagnosed as autistic to get more money. And it's like, what are you doing? You people are nuts. Anyway, that's not the point. point is... No comment. <sighs> I like that. <laughs> My point being is, though, I feel like we should go the way of China when they said you can only have one kit per household because then people are going to stop exploiting the system. They've regretted doing that. Why? Because it's now they don't have enough and it's causing them economic issues. <sighs> Look, you snooze, you lose. You cause your economical issues, you cause your economical <laughs> issues. You know, it is what it is. You sink, you sink. We got them too. We got them too. But what I'm saying over in this country, we need to do it for a little while. You can have one. Have one. Have one. But we're... Uh, I don't know. Look up the birth rate of the UK. Uh. Audio listeners, we we watched The Woman in Black, did you know? And now I'm we're looking at... G- I'm going to guess 1.7. Wait, 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 wait. UK birth rate. Right. 1.56 birth per woman. What the okay. hell does that mean? So you need 2.1 to keep your population as it was. When me and you were born, it was like 2.4. Right. 
So like 1.5 is way under 2.1. So the it means people are having way less kids. Good. Keep it that way. Like your your yeah, your dream is happening, Rachel. I'm I'm glad. I've been saying this for so long. But you know, uh, hang on. I'm just sending an annoying text. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dedicated to the 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 pod. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, right. Enough of sending texts about stupid shit. Oh, I swore again. Never mind. Um, no, yes, I'm getting my dream, but then I feel like I'm not because um, people I know seem to be having more children and I'm one person. So stop doing that, you know, or I'm going to woman and black you. So we don't understand what we're saying. 1.56. Does that mean each woman has one on average? One and a half children. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that probably you like the idea of that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Mrs. Jones. It's just legs. <laughs> like, you know, she's like, yeah. oh, for which, God's which, sake. Which half will it yeah, be? Yeah, which half will it be? And then they have to match up with another woman who had just had head, you know, just had the top bit and they sew them together and it's a weird, creepy hybrid. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, imagine if you just gave birth to legs. Just legs. Apparently the head's the worst part, so... Oh, so yeah, I guess. Slime them out of you. Like a... Ew. I can't even think about birth. Claire's had a child? Come on. If Claire's had a kid, that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, she hates kids. Oh, I was so... I was, under a, I was under a ruse. I knew my sister for... However old my sister is. I've known her all this time. Then all of a sudden one day she's like, I'm having a kid. And I was like, since when? Since when you and I agreed to end the lineage, right? And now you're just popping out kids. Your brother Sam had a kid. Yeah. Since when was he capable of that? You know, like <laughs> what is going on? The most he's doing bits. <laughs> well, good for him. I'm sure he's a great parent. But the point is, is the most unlikely candidates for this are having kids. So don't tell me I'm giving birth to one and a half people because I'm not, and a bunch of people are, and it's not fair. <laughs> like I don't believe it. Weird people who shouldn't be having kids, not saying Sam's one of them, but people who've also said they're never going to have kids are having kids and it makes no sense. And what I'm saying is, is if the woman black came along and she killed a bunch of legs, fine. Just think about it like this. For every Hot person people. you know that doesn't have children, yep. it means another person you know needs to have three Stop to it. get that average of 1.5. Maths. I know a lot of men who don't have children, but I don't know. Oh, I just burped. I know only one woman who doesn't have children and that's Sarah. And that's because she just, you know, um, I don't think she's that way inclined either. I think she's like me. So, you know, not interested. But it should match up, really, shouldn't it? All my female friends are just pumping out kids left, right and centre. And then they have one and then they go, I'm going to have my second one. And I'm like, why? Uh, stop. Stop doing it. It's annoying me. We don't have enough doctors. We don't have enough dentists. I'm sure we don't have enough paediatricians and archaeologists. <laughs> To dig up the Pale paleontologists. Paleontologists. I don't know anyone who is any of those things. I don't know any gynecologists, paleontologists, archaeologists. And I don't even know any doctors, apart from Dad and my dad. But he's my brother just became one. Which one? Which brother? Dylan. Sam. Oh, doing what? Medical? GP? Yeah, medical. Is it because Daddy wanted him to get the money? It's because he's a real Jew. Good for him. <laughs> I was really annoyed when we went to that um, 
escape room a while back and it was like Nazi themed and I, I thought you would have loved it no 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 no. I didn't I came up with the teen name and I didn't call it Adolf Quizler which I should have <laughs> and I was so regretful of that a little bit like I was like oh I should have called it Adolf Quizler mine comfy chair mine comfy chair would have been so good Jesus Christ I sucked that day what was I doing not doing the right names for things anyway women in black angel of death what do we think of it also angel of death did they need to do that? Right. Do you know what really annoys me in cinema is they do this a lot. So it's like when they did Blair Witch 2, they, they could have just called it Blair Witch 2. They called it Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows. There was absolutely no reference to a Book of Shadows at any point in this movie. Mm. And she is not. She, you could say she's the angel of death, but I don't think at any point we're calling her an angel. It also links because which was the worst Tomb Raider game ever made? I don't know. Angel of Darkness. Never played it. Because it's rubbish. Hmm. Like Ooh. really bad. When did that come out? PlayStation 2. Oh, okay. So it was it was an old one, an older one. She's still a triangle tits is what I'm trying to get at. It was when they were trying to make it better, but they failed hmm. miserably. Interesting. No, I think that... I don't know why they have to give things second titles. They make no sense. This was probably the closest one to making sense, but they honestly just could have called it The Women in Black 2, and we'd have been like, yeah, we get it. Thanks. Do you know I mean, I don't need to be handheld through the ideology of her. My butt really hurts in this chair. I am. Do you want no, I, I'm going to write this out because it's because Val's not here. The whole podcast has been thrown off. Are you one of those people that has cushions for looks rather yes, than comfiness? Yes, these are display cushions you're looking at. They have been used in a podcast because I had to provide people with wooden chairs because I had two guests. Mm. So, I, you know, how bad are you going to feel if you sit on a, a wooden chair for like two hours or yeah. whatever? You're gonna, it's going to be painful. Your butt's going to hurt, you know, but... um. Yeah, this movie was just not it. Everything was so lame. What was the final oh, the scene? Ending. So I can't remember. They go to the air thing, the airfield. She then they realised the little boy that the the mute boy yeah. hadn't died in the big flame. I found his little shoe. Uh, um he'd gone back to Eel Marsh, Marsh House. House. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Ten points. Um and she realised that. She drove there in the Jeep, the army Jeep herself. Oh, she's such a woman of yes. the war, isn't she? Driving let's smile, a car. Let's smile, let's smile. And Women driving cars. She, she goes up to the... Uh, a lot of similar stuff goes up to the toy room, looks out of it. You could, What I like that they did is you could mm. see grime around like the silhouette as if a lot of people had been there looking out. Yeah, yeah. The bitch. And <laughs> she sees the boy going towards the gravesite of the mm. original death on yeah. the marsh. Runs out there, then uh, then there were all the weird hands oh, trying to pull them down. Yeah. So, so her and the little boy are, and then she gives up. There's a there's a moment that she just gives up, holds the boy, and knows they're both gonna die. Then loser, the, the, and then the boy f- comes. Yeah, the, the failed fake, army uh, man dives in. And he says, is, "I'm a man now. I jumped." Yeah. And oh. this is the bit I don't get. Right, I thought she wanted children, not adults. So why did she let the woman and the child go free? And then make the man die. That that didn't add yeah, up to me. She just, um, yeah, I, I think that at this point they were just like, we have to make some kind of tragedy, but we also have to make some kind of soft ending. Mm. And so the only way to do that was have the woman and the child be together, but we give you the tragedy and the man dying and her never being able to be in love with this guy or whatever stupid jazz is going on. Um, like, it just, yeah, it's Hollywood cliches. This movie is Hollywood cliches. This movie was a waste of money, a waste of time. No one cared about it. It it did nothing to add to the story no. of the woman. 
it did nothing to add to the uh, lineage of how she acts and stuff like that. Like, I mean, it didn't end her. No, she never. Like, ends. There was no closure. Yeah, she's just out killing kids. She's me. Maybe. And then is there another scene later on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right at the end, you see them back in London. London. I'm London. putting on my London hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate London. The best show. Oh, also, and, yeah, carry on though. You keep. And then it's all, all happy times. Ugh. Post-war happy times. We can have butter again, mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! Tuppence a pound. Yeah. And then she appears. I can't remember where you see her face. I think they're appear. in a cafe. I honestly think they're in a cafe, like having butter, not just by the spoonful. Or I something, can't remember. But that like, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see the woman in black's face appear again. So she, oh, that's the other thing she does that I don't get. Stalks she'll like, people. Well, she'll like move 200 miles. She doesn't have to drive a car. She's not in a ghost wagon. She just, I assume she just teleports. Is she attached to the people? It doesn't, yeah. She's got maps. Like, if I was her, I'd go to like, where would there be a lot of children? A massive school. China. Orphanage. <laughs> China. A massive orphanage. Yeah, like, there's Russia. Other places Russia's got she tons could go. of orphanages. Oh, I bet she absolutely loved chernobyl i don't know mm. why i just feel like she was like look at all these children suffering from the elephant's foot get some bit of a slow death she'd love oh, that yeah yeah she'd be haunting suffer. yeah she's on it she's on, yeah she'd love orphanages in in russia i'm Ton. gonna haunt ya why with my gamma rays <laughs> why are there so many orphanages in russia i don't understand i like when you I come get, on my podcast because you just tell me stuff i get why they would have been after World War Two? No, because currently there still are. Apparently, it's like oh. a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Shit parents. I don't know. Poverty, maybe. Um, you know, abortions are banned. I don't know. Mm, maybe there could be. Well, Ireland must be rife with them then. Audio listeners, if you don't know something, don't be one of those human beings that doesn't ask. You know, I hate that in people. Don't you? Where people go, yeah, well, I already knew that. Yeah. Did you? Did you already know that? I feel like you didn't know that. Like, you're just making yourself look worse. Like, people say stuff and I go, I don't know what that is. Tell me what that is. Tell me what that is. I'm interested to know. You know, I'm, I I have an intellectual curiosity and you, that can't be filled. You know? And don't forget your critical thinking and fact-checking. Fact Always two sources. Two sources. Two sources. But if you want to be un-PC, then also go for it because I absolutely hate PC culture. Do you know what I mean? I like it to a degree. I think we shouldn't be homophobic. I think we shouldn't be racist. But like everything else, just everyone calm down. Why are you offended by something someone else is doing? You know? How do you feel about it with humour? Comedy? How do you mean? Do you think comedy should be... I think with comedy, you say what you want. Yeah. If you're a black comedian and you're Dave Chappelle, for example, and you want to go on and make fun of white people, and as a, as a white person, I'm like, that's funny as anything. Mm. I love watching Dave Chappelle make fun of white people. It's absolutely genius. He does it so well. His white man voice is so good. And then when, like, no, I find it funny. I personally do not mind as a white woman. Do I find men making fun of women in comedy offensive? No, I don't. I'm not going to get offended. And I think to myself, like, I think PC culture now is just like, it's gone too far. If you want to schlep yourself around in a, in a mobility scooter because you're 400 pounds, that shouldn't offend someone. Like, do you know what I mean? It's no one's business. Like, leave them alone. Like, it just, who cares? Mm. Who cares? If you want to say you're they, them, even though I don't believe in it, I'm... You know, as someone who doesn't believe in it, I'm not going to get offended by it. But then if you if you accidentally call someone who identifies as they, them, he or she, they're offended by it. And I'm like, just it, it shouldn't bother you. You know, if I consistently did it out of spite, that's that's an aggressive attack. I get that. But if I do it by mistake, 
sue me. You know, why does that bother you? Why are you so insecure within how you feel that that offended you for like one second of your day? You know, like I don't, I just, I personally don't get it. Like I, I have to do it all the time at work. So I'm, pr- I'm personally pretty good at it. But I think if you're the ima- average Joe and you're, you're having to say they, them to someone for the first time ever, you're, pr- you're probably going to slip up. And I think, you know, hey, you know, calm down. Why mm. does that bother you so yeah, much? Yeah, the, the way I look at it is, if people make mistakes, then... They make mistakes, yeah. As long as people didn't, don't do it on purpose, then it's fine. And also, I look at it as a bit like, if someone says to you, my name is... Mm, mm. My name is X, my name is Dave. You're going to go, all oh, right, I'll just call you Dave. Yeah. I think people will get used to the pronoun thing or think of it a bit yeah. like a name. Yeah, it is It is becoming more... Oh, you want to call me that? Okay. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But if, you know, if someone doesn't agree with it, then, you know, they have every right not to agree with it is my point. Like, this is what I don't like about PC culture. I'm all for it. If you want to be they, them, if you want to be, you know, if you want to be transgender, if you want to identify as something else, if you want to be gay, if you you know, whatever, if you want to be gay, like you have a choice. Today I'm going to be gay. Um, You know, know, whatever, if you're gay, if you're, if you're, uh, you know, um, you know, I don't believe in racism and xenophobia and stuff like that that's also silly we're all just on one big planet man hey love and peace you know let's all just get on we used to be one big piece of land floating in this place called space you know you can't be gay in space though um (laughs) two guys to a spacesuit why wear a spacesuit that's so formal jake (laughs) um (laughs) i mean depends on the spacesuit that's true armani um but my point is, is just, you know, if you're doing something, then that's, you know, being... They you do you. You do you. But if someone doesn't agree with it, you don't have the right to get uppity just in the way that they don't have the right to get uppity at your choice. It's it just, let's all just live and let be, you know what I mean? It's kind of my mindset about it. But I feel that we're getting into a point where it's like PC culture is being rammed down our throat. Like we have to all abide, abide by this. And I will abide by things respectfully, but that doesn't mean necessarily every single thing I'm going to agree with. And apparently everyone's autistic now, which is my thing I like to talk about. And I just, I'm like, no, you're not. But okay, you yeah. know, like get your free tumble dryer off the government, whatever is going on. It's it's nuts right now. But I think that, you know, um, we were talking about films. Were. Were. And uh, yeah. Where now with GB News. Now so. with GB News. But um, yeah, I think that, you know, she's going to love Russia. She'll love China. With all those hospitals in China where the baby girls were given up because mm. they were awful. She, she loved all of that. She could have just gone knocking them off left. I don't know. She seemed to, you know, she favours the boys clearly because she wants her son back. Mm. Son, Other where boys. are you? Oh, for crying out loud. But uh, yeah, do you know what I mean? I just, I feel like this this sequel just didn't need to happen. Rubbish. It w- it was just boring. It was derivative. It just, the, the scares were easy to see coming. The storylines were weak. The dream sequences made me try and stab myself with needles at some point. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just repetitive, drawn out crap. And it's, you know... And, you know, you could argue, like, oh, well, you could say that about a lot of sequels. I stand Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. I love that movie. <laughs> it's It was a, if you ever go into Blair Witch one day, uh, Blair Witch 2 was a film that started off with a really great premise, Blair Witch 2. But unfortunately, it got kind of uh, really cut up in post because of, like, producers and stuff. So it kind of went wrong. But the film still holds its own. Everyone go watch that movie. There is no Book of Shadows. <laughs> but this one, this is just cash grab. It's just cash grab. Yeah. It's a cash grab. And it's stressful to watch. It had a few good bits. Like I said, I kind of like the Moot Boy, but... Eh. 
It brought nothing new to the table. No, and like I it think didn't. it should have. Yeah, I think we should have seen a lot more new stuff. <coughs> I'm dying. Um, you know, the only thing I liked about it was seeing Eelmarsh House be all old mm. and gross. I was like, oh, look at it. It's still standing. Just about. Such an urbex. <laughs> such an urbex. Oh, of course. Oh, God, it's such an urbex. Urbex's audio listeners are my zen. I, God, I love, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. There's something about them to me that's so perfect. Remind you of zombie films? No, I think um, I have a very, I have an immense passion for abandoned buildings, in a, which is a very strange thing to be very passionate about. But obviously, there's an urbex community, so it's not that strange. But I think it's like um, I, I was describing it not that long ago to someone. I was like, when I see the building from afar before I enter it, I'm on fire. My body's on fire. <laughs> I'm so excited. I I cannot. I mean, fire's uh, quite excited. Fire, yeah. I I'm in, I'm endothermic, exothermic, I, and Ooh. I and I can't wait to get in there. And I'm looking at the telltale signs and the. And I'm, I scan at a, at a rate that's ungodly to the human eye, trying to find the broken window, the door, the the padded, the, like the the pallet upturned where I know is pointing to the window. You know, okay, 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 I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get in. And then you know, when I'm in, it's the same smells, it's the same noises, it's the same tranquil sense of calm that washes over you, uh, in an awesome way. And it's <laughs> you, it's that smell of damp, that sound of dripping water, that sound of pigeons. You know, uh, slight edge yeah, of danger. Yeah, the crunching of glass and broken, like whatever debris under your feet. That and like all the floors feel the same. Like that's that weird kind of like rubbly, broken floor kind of vibe. No matter where you go in, like because they've always succumbed to damp. Like for some reason, it's it's crazy. And um, yeah, I just as soon as I'm in, I'm just calm. They're a good example of entropy. Explain that there word. You go. It's where. There's a lot of ways of defining it, but basically it's order and disorder. So mm. if you, if you leave something yeah. and don't put energy into the system, it'll eventually go into sort of a chaotic-looking way of being. Yeah. <coughs> so, like, if you didn't put energy into cleaning your room, it would end up just being messy on its own. Yeah. Of its own accord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just leave a building on its own, it rots, it'll yeah, end up mess. being yeah. a mess just on its own. Yeah. And they do. They have this. Um, they have an aura to them, and it, it, you. I think, like you know, once you've done like a hundred, like I have, you, you. It's, it's almost like they're alive with that entropy, if you will. The the way the plants grow through, and the water, you know, generates itself, and the moss, and the mold, and the dank, and the damp, and the wildlife that live in there. It, and they become like their own uh, eco, you know, habitat yeah, 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 and. Yeah. And they have this they have this particular smell to them and stuff like that. And even when you go into the newer ones where the damp hasn't hit and the, the, the plants haven't come in and stuff like that, they still, you can feel it coming. There's a certain, there's, I th- I'm very romantic about urbexes. So I remember when, we, when I was watching the movie and I saw it all like that, I was like, it, it just screamed mm. what I see in urbexes. And mm. I really enjoyed that like attention to detail to it. But you know, I live in a world where people think it's really weird that I go urbexing. It all feels so passionately about urbexing. And I'm just like, you know, people spend their time drinking. Okay. Mm. Why is you, you spend your time poisoning your body at your own expense? Why is what I'm doing so weird? Also, I think anything that's been given a name can't hmm. be that strange. No. As I said, there is a community. I mean, I don't know anyone around here who urbexes. Like, I absolutely am a lone ranger over here. My pal Toby, shout out Toby if you're listening. He wants to do his first one, which is very exciting. So I will take him on one. But um, I'm also looking forward to the recession because, 
more urbexes circa 2012 i did so many urbexes because we were coming out of the recession the, everywhere was abandoned i was just like oh, pew, 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 pew. do you know what i mean like it's Cheers, crazy subprime. oh my god i cannot wait i cannot wait like i you know obviously i don't want to lose my job or anyone i know to lose their jobs but i am just like let's get some big ass buildings shut down so this guy can <laughs> get inside them you know what i mean like i genuinely give me a leisure center i haven't done a leisure center big yeah like a swimming pool I've done swimming pools, Ooh. but you know, I'd love a leisure center. I'd love a theme park. Oh yeah. Never done a See theme the park. Of that. Never done a theme park. Uh, do you prefer nighttime or daytime? Daytime. Mm. I used to always go under the cover at night because for some strange reason I was like um, weirdly unconfident about it. And then I just got to the point where I'm like, I don't care. You can't arrest me anyway because it's a civil law. It's a civil trespass. You ever met any squatters? Yeah, loads. Loads. That doesn't scare you? Nope. Not anymore. I don't care about it. I love it. I, I, I just I just want to be in it. I don't care what there is. Like gypsies, Ewoks, you know, like. <laughs> real Akumas. Real Akumas. They just, you know, we, I've, I've been to places with like blood up the walls. I've been right. to places where people have died, like committed suicide in Urbex has been cleaned out. I've gone to the Urbex like two or three days later because I want to see that. Like I just, there's something in me that's just drawn to this weird universe and i just like you know i can't even watch the last of us tv show because i just think oh i want to urbex all of that oh like, that's I a just, good point it's good zombies but, yeah zombies i just want to watch it i just want to be in it but mm. like there's just an obsession it's it's an absolute obsession of mine and it just i just want a recession to happen so i can just start breaking in to make you feel like you're in an apocalypse post-apocalypse it just makes me feel calm i feel really don't question it i wouldn't worry why no i just Just go with the flow i think it's because don't die no well i have fallen through a floor (laughs) crazy but i think it's because in that the woman in black pull you through she pulled me through in that moment that hour maybe two hours depending on the size of the place that you're in that place it's it's yours it's, mm. it's it's tranquil yeah it's your environment it's your home it's your it's whatever you want to make it for that period of time I, I you know i have very vivid beautiful memories of times like in urbexes like um there was one where me and connor went and we did lilliston and um just sitting on the steps of this like 17th century manor house or whatever it was mm. overlooking oh. like the rolling kent downs because um, it used to be like a yeah, a manor house, a gorgeous, like what was once, I can imagine, very well-maintained garden. So they had that like fake rolling hills thing and, you know, and I'm just sitting there having a smoke and I'm in this huge, like six story, a hundred rooms easily, swimming pools. There was a theater there, like this huge building. And I'm like, this is mine for the next few hours. Do you ever look up at the windows and see a dark lady standing Ooh, there? Oh, yeah. I mean, do I don't know, know how mean? she would attack you, though. Like, take your ovaries. Like, I would go <laughs> for them. Take them. I don't need them. I don't want that anymore. I don't want the possibility of ever having a child. I, I'm annoyed that I... Yeah. Okay, so she had her child. She had her child die. She kills herself. Why don't she just have another kid? <clears throat> like, I know you can't fix a Band-Aid with a bullet wound, and she'd still mourn the loss of her son, and she'd still be angry at her sister. But surely if she had another kid... She could have, like, put her anger aside for her sister and, like, you know. Maybe she would have thought it would be taken away again. Am I going to push my sister's kid into a marsh? Don't do that. Why? Auntie. <laughs> Stop saying that. Why do you keep saying that to me? That's not going to, that narrative ain't going to fly. Okay. It ain't going to fly. I am never, ever going to be an auntie. It's a made-up construct. 
A lot of things are. Yeah, so I don't have to abide by this one. Okay. Like mum and dad I get, but auntie and uncle, godparents, oh, give me a break. She could have been a godparent to loads of people's kids, the woman in black, if she <laughs> were just a bit nicer. Do you know what I mean? Like imagine making her your kid's godparent. You'd be like, yeah, her, Alice Drablo, please. And everyone's like, really? The weird woman from the big house angel of death angel of death yeah she signs it angel of death like with a little quill and they're like that's not your name what's her name again Jeanette no the sister's called Alice no the main woman's called Alice isn't she the one that was haunted yeah it's Alice and And the woman is the woman yeah yeah, she just signs it at the christening angel of death and they're like "Mm, I think we might change our mind Jeanette and she's like screaming in people's faces (laughs) (laughs) she just ruins the ruins the baptism party has a terrible time eats all the cake do you have a baptism cake is that a thing you get cake at baptism i wouldn't know you're a jew for god's sake wait oh well you have um bar mitzvah uh, bat mitzvah if you're a lady and then don't you have a party what's the name of the the what is it when they call it when they circumcise everyone bris that's it bris yeah is that a party in that uh, yeah some of them have a party don't they more of a religious gathering Oh, foreskin gone. Ooh. That is so weird. All religions are weird. I can't point that, you know, to be the weirdest thing that we've ever heard of. But, you know, it is a bit weird. Yeah. Do you remember yours? Or were you like a baby baby? I was like five days old. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's really that young. But I've heard some That's what haunts me. I, I <laughs> Your foreskin. <laughs> it's just in the air. Oh, why did you <laughs> Why did you go? leave me? Why did you let me go? Oy vey. But some people do it later in life. Yes. That must hurt. Yeah. Converts. Do Not they, converts. But they do it when converts. you're awake. Yeah. There's different grades. Different I just, types. I just couldn't. What do you mean? It's off or it's, it's on? It's still a billion times better than, uh, what's it called? FGM. Oh, yeah. Well, the women always... We always get the worst end of the deal, let's face facts. We're always, always going to get the worst end of the deal. So, yeah. you know, yeah, and you're, I don't know. You're not allowed to enjoy sex anymore. Um, Just take it in the bun. Some people can <laughs> come from that, you know. Don't don't close all the doors. There's plenty of holes to work with. <laughs> all the tips of the trade here. Jesus. Covered, <laughs> covered a lot of topics in this one. We really have, actually, today. We have got quite broad with the topics, which has been lovely. And uh, what did you have for dinner before you came? I had two <laughs> beef patties, beans... Um, just to make sure you and two them. hot dog rolls. What is wrong with you? With butter. I thought I just wanted to make sure you were satiated because you didn't get sweet treats. But you're good. Yeah, I'm good. That's more food than I'd eat in three days. We had food left over at school that needed eating. Uh, I'm not the sort of person that lets food go to waste. What if it was on the floor? Oh, it's a pie on the floor. It's a free bentos. It's still in the tin, but it's been opened. But the tin's touched the ground. But the pie's open, and you haven't seen how long it's been there. What do you do? No, I wouldn't. I don't eat off the floor. I'll be <laughs> honest. <laughs> You're in the shopping market. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's a food shortage. Food shortages. There is a manhandled <laughs> loaf of bread. Last one left. Okay. You can clearly see it's been squished. Right. Maybe the bag is slightly perforated. Finger size perforation. Has someone put a finger in there? There's crumbs. It's been moved around inside. Do you buy it? If I need food. Yeah, okay. If it's tough times. <laughs> Here's one for you. Okay. 
if a food's gone mouldy, are you able to cut the mould off and eat the unmouldy bit? What's the food? Like a bread? Bread, cheese. A tomato. No, I probably wouldn't. Because I, in my mind, feel like the mould is a virus that has parasitically moved through the organism. You're not far off the truth. Then I'm, yeah, so great. The, yeah, the mould, which is a fungus, yep. has and these fungus tendrils. Ten- yeah, tendrils, yeah. Um, so people think they've cut everything off, but, but they you haven't. haven't. Yeah, that's my, in yeah. my brain, I would like, I'm because it grows as yeah. well. And so for something to grow, it has to spread out underneath as well as on top. So just because I can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. So no, I would never like no. But I'm very funny about food. But you know, you can eat some mold apparently. Yeah, you don't. Uh, it's a risk. But yeah, can it make you well, sick? Well, that's where penicillin comes from. So and I'm allergic to that. It can that make you, can, can that make can you unsick. That, well, that can apart kill from me. you. Um. Okay, you're in World War Two. You've been fired from the army. <laughs> You get to keep the jacket. Do you tell your girlfriend the truth or not? In the beginning when you're wooing her. Do you just come out and say it and say, hey, I got discharged because I don't like the sea? Or do you do you live in the lie? It just sounds weird saying, hi, what do you do? Oh, I'm a teacher with these uh, kids. Yeah, okay, oh, what, do, what do you do? Oh, I run a fake RAF base. <laughs> it's just a weird thing to have to say. Wait, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. wait. I, uh, a fake RAF? base do you say is that a is it did they put you there in the beginning or was there some kind of weird problem that you had in the office? don't like the scene <laughs> oh my gosh you have to you just have to answer her weird prying questions i think it's more the yeah it's not the trying to lie and deceive it's more mm. it's an awkward one that would open other questions yeah, I mean, I would tell the truth. You start on a lie, you're going to fail. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's you know, it's game Well, she didn't mind in the end. But no, well, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he died. I'm going to rate mine. Number one as the best one is the 1989 classic. Number Agreed. two is Daniel Radcliffe. Agreed. Number three is Agent Agreed. of Death. I think we are in agreement, and those are the way the movies go. And, oh, um, yeah, okay. You're, you're off a kid. Who's the guy, the lawyer? You go out and pump up your electricity circa the first film. You see her on the marsh. You've seen her at the funeral. You've seen her at the tombstone. You've been warned that there might be a weird lady out. The causeway's still open. Do you stay or do you go? Yeah, fucking hell do ah, I get out of there. Yeah. Dog and all. I don't know why. A dog he... would not get me through that situation. I don't know why he stayed after that. You, how did she get there? Like th- He didn't comprehend that in that bit of that movie. And that's what got me. There's no way that woman got onto that causeway, right? There's no way because the guy had left. He's the only person who goes there, right? And she's just standing slap bang in what is like maybe the garden or something of this house. And I'm just like, you know, there is no other way other than spectral, if that's the right word, Mm. term for ghosts. Ethereal. Ethereal. You know, there's no other way that she got there other than in an ethereal manner. So why, yeah. So why are you then just pumping your electricity and going back in and getting on looking at your documents and your That's files? What you answered it. Important documents. Important documents aren't everything. <laughs> like. It, I, he must have really needed that money. Yeah. Oh, that's what he does in the first one. Do you remember he goes nuts and he goes back to the lawyer's office and he burns it all and then they put him in a hospital. 
I don't remember that bit. Yes, it's. I just remembered. He goes back to his office. He leaves the house because he goes mental after she screams in his face. He then tries to re-go back to work and he's a bit nuts and oh, he burns yeah. the lawyer's office down burning because he opens a package and it's the tin soldier. Mm. So he burns it all. And then they put him on a lake because it's going to calm him down because the sea oh, air... Right. I need to rewatch it, definitely. It's all on YouTube. It's been a while. What, you three? Can... Yeah. Oh. That's where I watched it. I might skip a certain scene, but you know. Honestly, if you watch it now, it's not scary. Because uh, you know it's coming. Yeah, you know it's coming. Like, I, I haven't rewatched that and been scared of it. It has to be in the moment. You have to watch the whole film. It has to be a moment of, like, building up and suspense and fear and things like that. So, yeah. It, yeah, rewatch it. It's on YouTube. Or you can buy it on Blu-ray. Currently, it came out last year. So, yada, yada, yada. I would like to see the special features, but I'm yet to buy it. So, I'm not too worried. I've seen it to death. I don't need it. Another. I don't need more trash in my house. Basically, I have so much. Um, I feel like we've covered a lot. Mm. I feel like we've... Like, do you know what? I've been away, as I said. And I've got, you know... I barely talk about films on this podcast. Do I, really? Let's face facts. I'd say half. A good half. I feel like me and Justin was the only one where we really actually spoke about movies. And that's just because... Um, oh, for God's sake, what's everyone going on about? Again, I'm just... I'm just uh, right. I'm getting too much drama on my phone and I'm not looking at it and I can't deal with the stress. Uh, <laughs> I'm helping a friend with his girlfriend problems. Live action. Uh, yeah, live action. Should we just read out like my friend's really <laughs> sad, depressed? It was a really long text. It was like six paragraphs long. And I was Shit. like, I'm dealing with that later. Yeah, like just start reading out his personal business, naming names, like doxing everyone. Like, oh my God. Then the podcast would just take a terrible turn. I'll get fine. Um, well, anyway, Jake, thank you for going down a Victorian avenue of hell with me. No, thank you, my lady. It was... Oh, mm, Went Victorian. A 10. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so it's so League of Gentlemen. Yes, it's so League of Gentlemen. Yeah, I feel like I should. Do, do you know what I want to do this year? And I want to get you and Richard on. Yeah. Plans for my, for my Christmas special. I want to do the League of Gentlemen Christmas special because League of Gentlemen is terrifying. We could also talk about the film. Oh yeah, I never watched that. What? I never watched a League of Gentlemen film. <gasps> I hate movies of, of TV shows. They're it's, it's, is it's, it okay? It's actually good. Ah. No, no, no. Come on. That, the League of Gentlemen Christmas special is terrifying. The voodoo scene with the line dancing. Yeah. The yeah. Victorian people. The Victorian people. Oh, um, Ashdown. Ashdown yeah. the Bear and Magnus Purbline and uh, Single Booze Boogie. That's his name. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I feel like you and me and Richard would make that would make a good episode as a Christmas one. Yeah. And then we I'm all have that. an excuse to watch. Can we make hot chocolate and what rewatch it? Yeah. I think it'd be great. We do a rewatch. We, we, what we could do because it's Sap on some mulled wine. It's only 45 minutes long is we could watch it and then get straight on a pod. Yeah. That would be a fun evening. Yeah. yeah I'll do that. Mm. We sound so all, old. All, all of that. All of that. All that's Blankets. Oh, cuggies and little peggies. Kill me now. I actually don't have an episode planned for next month because I am failing in life currently. And uh, yeah, I apologize, audio listeners. I have got shows in the works, but everyone is being really bad. Basically, everyone who said they wanted to be a guest is now fallen through. Um, obviously, we'd already arranged this one, but my and Justin's one was already arranged. But anything after that is just uh, everyone's being a nightmare. Basically, everyone's being a big flid, big flid. 
But Justin's coming back on. So uh, everyone who enjoyed that show, that show, Justin's coming on with me to talk about the Rob Zombie films, Ooh. which we all know are very controversial. We're going to do League of Gentlemen. And of course, I do have the podcast with Paul and Pete coming up to discuss Stephen King rivalry. And on top of that, I think the ladies are coming back from the other episode with Emma and Jess. They want to come back on and do some episodes. So hopefully those, nice. are, those are my definites, which is going to be great. So hopefully that will see me through to the end of the year. I need to get Rich Ashby back on as well, but he doesn't really watch movies apart from action Star movies. Trek? Uh, I don't want to talk about Star Trek. That's not a horror. Well, Kirk Fu was. But anyway, <laughs> audio listeners, please, of course, do go over to Instagram at UK Film Review. Give us a like. Please do, of course, go over to UKFilmReview.co.uk for your, your film review needs. And, of course, if you want us to review any of your horror movies on this show, I will love to do that. I'm happy to... There is something on my arm. I'm happy to do that. And, of course, we are also on Twitter at UK Film Review. And we are on Spotify at UK Film Review. And, of course, I am underneath the screen test. Please do give the show a like and a subscribe and a rate at the bottom with the stars. It means it takes a moment for you. It means the world to the rest of us because we work very hard over here at Team UK Film Review. Of course, keep up with Gay Actually and The Phantom Zone, the other shows that we have to offer you under the umbrella of our lovely family. And I think it's so creepy when people say that about companies. <laughs> But once again, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Jake. Bye-bye. It's goodbye from the podcast gang, Sans Val. And of course, I hope you all have a very spooky weekend. Thanks so much, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.